This is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Hi there, it's John Moore. Bit of a special day, but this is The Breakfast Wrap for Thursday, December 15th. We are expecting snow today. Snow, possible ice pellets. There's going to be high winds as well. So keep yourself tuned to News Talk 1010 through the day for traffic updates and any kind of weather warnings. Here are the five things you need to know. Number one, it is News Talk 1010's gift of giving for sick kids today. Number two, Southern Ontario set to endure its first serious winter storm. Number three, Toronto approving rooming houses across the entire city. Number four, the cost of rentals in the city skyrocketing. And number five, the soccer finale has been determined. It's Argentina versus France. The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Look at that. We've made it halfway through the month of December, but we've also made it to the day we've been talking about for a good long time. I feel like the after version of Ebenezer Scrooge. And I should throw open the windows and say, you there, boy, what day is it? Why, it's the Sick Kids Radiothon Day, sir. Oh, the spirits have done it all in one night. I hope that a whole bunch of you have already gone to News Talk 1010 and signed up to become monthly donors. I've said on many occasions in the last few weeks as we got ready for this occasion that we really changed our approach. And so instead of spending an entire day begging and begging and then getting to that last stretch of saying, oh, my God, we still need 50 more people, that what we really wanted to do was to sign up a whole bunch of new donors, to have people who have previously been monthly donors renew, which is what I have done, which I don't think required any formal procedure. I I just, I, you know, I signed up some time ago and it's one of the many causes and charities that I give to monthly and it's actually such a, an easy ask. And I'm always mindful of the fact that, you know, we, on a day like today, we'll have some people come forward and they'll put, you know, $50,000 down on the table or $1,000 or whatever, you know, you'll have some very generous donors and in just a moment, you'll meet one of them from uh, the Leon's company who they're prepared to match donations, but they already know they're more or less going to be on the hook for about $50,000. Very generous. Thank you very much. Good to have you. Um, But I also know that there are people for whom even being a monthly donor is, is a line item and that it's, it's not always an easy thing to do. So I'm especially grateful to those people. I've often found that sometimes it's the people of the most modest means who are the most generous. And so thank you to all who have already signed up and thank you to those who are going to do so today. Uh, Lots of things to talk about today. I mean, probably, you know, the five things you need to know, um, aside from the fact that it's a special day on News Talk 1010, uh, would be that there is some snow coming. And we will give you perspective on that so you can plan your day or unplan your day, because that may be an option as well. Listen, as mentioned, um, I want to introduce you to Graham Leon from Leon's. And donations received during this hour of News Talk 1010's Gift of Giving um, will be matched dollar for dollar up to $50,000 by Leon's, which, of course, means your donation right now can make double the impact. And remember, if you're becoming a monthly donor, somebody else is going to triple that. So a whole bunch of people are throwing money on the table that is going to amplify whatever you bring to the party. Uh, So 
Here's our conversation with uh, Graham Leon. John, again, it's nice to be together again. You've been stepping up for the Hospital for Sick Kids for a good long time. Yeah, it's been several years now, John, and it's uh, part of our support for other hospitals also. But Sick Kids is one that's obviously very close to us. I know for you personally, there is a connection. Can you tell us about that? My story, my wife's story pales in comparison to some people, what they have to go through. Nonetheless, it, w- it was a personal experience, you know, 27 years ago um, during the time when, you know, necrotizing fasciitis was was more commonly known as a flesh-eating disease was was rampant. And a lot of people were suffering from it. And our little guy, only seven months old, developed a large growth of scaly brown lesions and everything on his ear and going down his neck. And then every time he scratched, it would come out. And so we, we took him to our pediatrician, Dr. Sean, and he gave you one of those looks like not to worry you, but to worry you and, and said, you better go down to sick kids. I'm, I'm calling the doctor right away to meet you. And then if you've ever watched House, the, the, the show with Hugh Laurie, he brought in like four other doctors and they're all poking around and staring at him. And again, we, we were afraid it might be this flesh eating disease. And as it actually turned out, it was a herpes simplex virus. Somebody was kissing him on the ear when he scratched himself, mm. they had a cold sore and it went into his system. And so with antibiotics, it was okay. But nonetheless, the experience was like just an incredible experience, how comfortable they made you feel. And I know that experience small compares to somewhat other people have to go through uh, is incredible. And it is an incredible institution, but nonetheless, there is still a, a small personal story. Well, and I mean, you mentioned House, but of course he's famous for being kind of a toxic personality. And one of the things <laughs> I love about the hospital for sick kids is they never forget that the patients are kids and the parents are terrified. Absolutely. And and the comfort level we had being in there and them saying, you know, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. We're going to do a bunch of tests, find out what it is. And then again, you get that peace of mind. But it is an amazing institution that really we're, we're so proud to be able to support. Well, and also we're entering a whole new chapter now, aren't we? With effectively a new hospital. And I mean, the hospital for sick kids as it exists is world class, but now we're just taking things to the next level. Well, yeah, again, and there's a lot of hospitals doing that too, that we support, you know, for the, the whether it be the equipment they want or the hospital additions they want or whatever else it is they want. And again, it's just it's just our way of giving back to the community, which we do throughout actually Canada, wherever we've had locations in the past, we've tried to support local hospitals, going back to Welland, where, where it all began, where we supported the hospital there. Okay, so um, this actually applies to our show this morning. And what's the offer? Well, the, the offer is, it's not an offer, it's a donation. So okay. there's no strings attached. <laughs> Uh, say yes, we're, we're happy to, uh, uh, to give the donation and you guys are hopefully happy to take it. It's a $50,000 donation again, on top of all the prior donations Leon's has been able to give. Uh, this brings it up to $790,000 over the years that Leon's has donated to sick kids and, and just one of our ways of giving back to the community. So we're very happy and very proud to be able to do that because we've been very fortunate through the pandemic. We've been one of those businesses that benefited from the pandemic and wasn't hurt by it. And so, again, uh, since we've been fortunate and our, our, our associates have been fortunate, we want to give back. Okay, that cannot be underestimated, though, and I'm not blowing smoke here. I mean, you guys have donated a very, very significant amount to this hospital. Again, you know, the Leon companies, uh, you know, Canadian-owned and operated, when you know, so many foreign companies coming in, our, our customers are very loyal to us, and uh, we're very loyal to the communities in which we operate. And again, we're, it's just our way of giving back. We've been very, very fortunate. We've been blessed. 
you know, the, the Leon company is founded on certain values and runs on those same values. And again, it's just our way of giving back. We've always given back and we're, we're happy we're able to give back in this kind of uh, sum. Let's put it that way. Thank you for this. Well, John, thank you. And uh, again, I want to congratulate all the people at Sick Kids for all the great work they do and that they continue to do. It is a world-renowned facility. And again, we hope them uh, uh, they get the, the, the monies and the quantities and the donations that they need because of all the great work they do that is really affecting children worldwide with the initiatives and the, the things that they've done there. You're right. And I think it's going to be a great day. We're telling some fantastic stories, and I think we're going to bring some more people into the circle of those who support this hospital. Thank you, Graham. And thank you, John. And thank, uh, thank the people of Sick Kids. Graham Leon, $50,000 on the table for the Hospital for Sick Kids. And if you want to be a part of this, the easiest way to do it is just go to Newstalk1010.com and you'll be led through the process. And it's it's a very, very simple one. But I'm always mindful of the fact I'll hear from people from time to time and say, yeah, I don't have the Internet. And so if that's the case, then the number is one 798 kids one 798 kids You're listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. John Moore. I say good morning to John Moore, News Talk Radio 1010. See what's on his mind today. Good morning, John. Good morning, George, and welcome to the airwaves of News Talk 1010. It's always nice to be doing this joint broadcast. Likewise, John. Uh, let's start here. News Talk 1010's gift of giving for sick kids is running today. Yeah, this is a special day for us. All day long, we're going to be telling these amazing stories. We talk to families. We talk to kids who have been treated at Sick Kids Hospital. We talk to some of the researchers there, the people who do all kinds of incredible treatment. It's an incredible Toronto and international institution. And so today is the day where News Talk 1010 bangs the drum. And we hope that people will go to our website, Newstalk1010.com, and become monthly donors. So Old Man Winter is going to loosen his snow belt on all of us today. I know. And uh, Bill just gave you the timeline there that the real trouble seems to begin around 9 a.m. For some of the people watching us and listening to us, it'll probably begin to the west of the city earlier than that. But yeah, we're in for quite the day. And all we can say is that people are adjusting a lot of their patterns today, probably some people working from home and others trying not to hit the road at all. But the city and the province both maintain that they're at the very least ready to get on top of this as quickly as they possibly can in terms of clearing the roads insulting and brining and uh, hopefully getting us ready for the Friday morning commute. Right. Uh, record high rent in this country and it's still going up. Yeah, remember two years ago when everybody said the rental market was about to collapse, so anybody who had a rental unit that they were renting out, they should think, oh, you know, let's get out of this business. This is phenomenal. Vancouver and Toronto are now the two most expensive rental markets in Canada, perhaps not surprisingly. And year to year, uh, rentals in Toronto are up by 23.7%. Uh, so, uh, one bedroom in Toronto, 2000 551 bucks a month on average, a two-bedroom unit in Toronto, $3,363 a month. Wow. Overdose prevention yeah. kits are going to be mandated for select Ontario businesses. Tell us more. 
you guys were covering this live yesterday. We were reporting on it and providing some degree of interpretation, I guess. But yeah, nanoxone kits, which are very, very effective, as a matter of fact. It's a nasal spray that you put up a person's nose if they have overdosed on drugs. Uh, they are going to be available now in workplaces. And, of course, that's also going to require some degree of training. So a designated workplace, if they decide to take this on, will have to have the kits and also have to designate some employees who will undergo training in the event that somebody overdoses in the workplace. And finally, the World Cup final is now set after <laughs> yesterday's France-Morocco match. France beating Morocco yesterday 2-0. So France returns to the finals again, and it's France versus Argentina. It happens at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, and I imagine pretty well the entire country here in Canada is going to be watching this. It's just going to be a fantastic experience. Can't wait. Two legendary sides and a bunch of uh, legendary yeah. players on both sides, too. The, the, the sub-stories, great with Mbappe and Messi. Can't wait. Good stuff, John. Hey, thanks very much. Have yourself a, a great day and a great show. We'll talk soon. You too. That is George Lycajanis, our friend over at CP24, who, as we learned yesterday morning, had announced his retirement, but he's got a few shows left before he departs. It's always nice to have a morning conversation with him. So there's a bunch of other stuff going on in the world, obviously. I mean, uh, the storm is very... Uh, top of mind because it's something we need to prepare ourselves for. And you never know until it gets here just how severe it's going to be, but you don't want to be surprised by it either. And we've had previous storms that didn't quite uh, pan out, but I'd rather people be ready for it than people be surprised by it. So we'll talk about it in greater detail. I was just talking with uh, Bill Coulter, meteorologist at CP24. He's going to join us a couple of times this morning on the show. But the timeline he was mapping out was effectively that freezing rain probably starts at around 9 a.m. in uh, the GTA, which clearly means that uh, west of the city, it's going to start a little earlier than that. And then as the hours continue, probably after a couple of hours, it moves over to snow. We're going to have gusting winds. Uh, the snow will continue. We may only have, I mean, it's not the worst dump of, uh, of them all. Um, we may only end up with about 10 centimeters on the ground by tomorrow morning. But while it's coming down, it is definitely going to be a problem. As I mentioned, there are other news stories today, including everything that happened on Toronto City Council yesterday. And John Tory getting, you know, in my view, and I'll probably get an email about this, but what do I care? A, a little shirty yesterday about the special mayor powers. Uh, we'll talk about that and other issues. And then I can't wait to introduce you to some really amazing kids and parents through the show this morning. But in the next half hour, one of those families is our own Deb Hutton and her daughter and Tim's daughter, uh, Miller, who I had never met before. And she is a very, very lovely young lady with some health challenges that the Hospital for Sick Kids has answered over the years. Subscribe today and always hear the latest episode of The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Uh, a lot of other things happening today. Like I said, we're going to tell you some great stories. And I'll, I'll freely admit that some of the interviews we're going to be, or some of the stories we're going to be telling you, 
um, were pre-recorded because, you know, if you're going to talk to kids and parents, you got to hook up with them when it's convenient for them. But I had some really fun discussions this week. And it was fun also because I was hosting these from the house. We did these interviews over Zoom. And so to amuse the kids, I was able to show them all the crazy stuff that maybe you've noticed from time to time that is in back of me when I'm on television, including like the teddy bear I had when I was a baby and uh, the Just for Laughs gremlin and then a few pictures and stuff like that. So it was fun. I took some of these kids on a little tour of all that stuff in order to relax them, I guess, and get them all ready for the interview. So some of the stories are coming in this hour. Um, the big story today clearly is going to be the weather. And whether or not it amounts to a lot of snow that you're going to have to clear tomorrow, the actual process of the storm migrating its way from west to east across southern Ontario is going to be perturbing, let us say. However, the uh, guy in charge of uh, keeping our roads in, um, in proper, proper order, his name is Vincent Sfratza, um, says that they're, they're ready. We did start yesterday and today, uh, salt spalting we refer to is where we are aware of certain locations across the city that are experiencing freezing conditions and icy road conditions. And we've actually started salting those particular areas. And depending on the weather this evening, we will begin our liquid brine application, which is a mixture of both salt and water and we hit the bridges, the expressways, the hills, and high-priority intersections across the city. Yeah, all right. So, city says it's ready. Province says it's ready. And so, uh, bring it on. Bring on winter. Bring on some snow cover for, for Christmas. I want to introduce you to a delightful young lady named Maya Boggle and her parents, Jason and Annette. And we hooked up quite recently to talk about Maya's health challenges and how she has been an ongoing patient at the Hospital for Sick Kids. Here we go. Annette, can you take us back to, if I understand correctly, this was something that would normally be discovered pretty soon after birth, but that there was a bit of an anomaly and it, it slipped through. Yeah, with Maya, it was kind of a shocker because uh, I have three children, so I discovered that... I had sickle cell at the age of 27 when I had my first son. When they did the testing for him, he was fine. I had the, I don't have the disease, but I have the trait. When I was pregnant with Maya, they did uh, a test and she kind of slipped through. They didn't catch that one until the age of one. That's when she had an episode that was kind of really traumatic for us, scary. <laughs> and that's when they um, discovered that she had sickle cell disease. Jason, it's almost like an episode of House, I think, because it presented itself like a bad cold, right? Yes. So what happened was um, she's on medication and she's not getting better. So um, being Jamaican, I, I, I reached out to the elders for home remedy and the home remedy was not working. I said, to Annette, I'm taking her to sick kids. And, <laughs> and I, I went to sick kids and... Um, Greatest move I've ever made, man. Annette, take us back to the diagnosis. And maybe it's important here if one of you can give us a bit of a, a layperson's understanding of sickle cell disease. What, what exactly is it? Sickle cell disease is um, blood disorder disease that's inherited. What it is, is like a regular blood cell is circle in shape, right? But sickle cell disease, 
like the the blood cells are more like shape uh, crescent shape, and when they flow through the body, the blood cells tend to attach to each other's, which can cut off blood circulations and cause episodes and you know crisis. Maya, I understand that uh, you're a bit of a fashionista. Is that true? Show me a sweater. Clothes. You make clothes. My dolls. Yeah, she has dolls that she makes clothes for. Okay. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, the people listening on the radio won't be able to see it, but I, I'm going to be delighted to see it. My dolls has swimming suits and clothes. And you made those clothes? Yeah, she made those. That's a swimming suit. That's the clothes. And that's the clothes. Yeah. That is uh, that first doll you showed me. That is quite the uh, quite the dress. Yeah. Can you tell me, Annette, about the times that Maya has had to stay at the hospital? Because I understand you've stayed with her. The first time it was about she started about a year uh, when she was one, and we've been she's been hospitalized I think about five times in her life. Some of them a major crisis to the point why at one point about four years ago. I'd just given birth to Marley and Maya and I and Marley both stayed in the hospital at SickKids. They accommodated us because I was breastfeeding and, um, you know, I couldn't leave Marley home. So therefore, SickKids was very um, accommodating and very helpful with helping us take, okay. you know, care of Maya. They were taking care of Maya. And then at the same time, they helped me take care of Marley. At the same time, the nurses are great, wonderful people. The longest stretch in sick kids, which is when I became so more, much more involved with sick kids hospital was um, three weeks. We practically lived at the hospital and the nurses, the staff, the cleaning crew, everyone was phenomenal. They're all like family Phenomenal. Yeah. Maya ended up doing, drawing um, paintings for them. She called them Dr. Friend. <laughs> Maya, do you remember being in the hospital? Yes. Yeah. What was it like to stay there? I like to stay there because the doctors are kind, they're nice, and they they have lots of hearts and grass. Can I ask you, Jason and Annette, sort of what the, the road forward is? Is this a, a disorder where you sort of have to treat it as it flares up, or is it something that over time you might be able to tame? How does it work? Basically, it's a lifelong disease that she has to go through mostly for her is um she gets treated as it flares up she has episodes maybe once a year or twice a year just depending some are like i said some are severe and some are a little bit on the milder side sickle cell varies in reaction like for maya she doesn't go through like the regular normal like joint pains and other episodes for her is more like respiratory. She gets atta- uh, attacked with uh, pneumonia most of the time. So sometimes she has to go. At one point, she was sent to the ICU unit to get a a trans a blood trans uh, transfer, which meant to take out her blood and replace it with brand new blood. So it is quite traumatic. With sick kids, like being a sick kids, we have more comfort and also. You know, we are assured that she's in good hands. And that's why we tend to go more to sick kids because they have specialists there that not, no other hospitals have. So we're rest assured that she's in good hands over there. Yeah. Not sick kids. And Maya, I heard you like to sing. Yes, I do sing. Did you want to sing something for me? 
I can sing happy birthday. Okay. It's not my birthday, but I like happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my friends. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you so much. I really liked meeting you today. You're welcome. That is Maya Boggle in the company of her parents, Jason and Annette. And if you want to be a part of the miracle working at the hospital for sick kids, then you can go to our website right now, Newstalk1010.com. The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. going to look a lot more like Christmas later on today uh, because we've got, uh, we start with freezing rain. Now, freezing rain doesn't necessarily say Christmas, but <laughs> we're going to get some snow after that. Uh, and at least one text uh, alerts us to the fact that it is already, they're having some freezing rain in St. Thomas, which is south of London, Ontario. So the system, as expected, moving from west to east, and it'll advance on us as the day continues. Our thanks again to our friends at Leon's. Uh, they are matching your donations dollar for dollar. And remember, if you're becoming a monthly donor, then that's going to be tripled by somebody else. So there's a real amplification here. And you can donate at Newstalk1010.com, or there are some people already in this early hour manning the phones at one 798 kids uh, right now, I don't think I really have to introduce you to Deborah Hutton because she is a featured player here on News Talk 1010. But when we hooked up on Zoom yesterday, it was the first time I got to talk with her daughter, Miller. And here they are to tell their story. Deb Hutton and Miller join us. It's nice to see both of you. Hi. Hi, John. Hi. Good to see you. And Miller, I think this is the first time you and I have ever met. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you like, actually, this is, we're doing this from my, my home. So I've got all kinds of crazy stuff behind me. I don't know if you can see it all. It's the, it's the morning studio. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> Deb, you are a family. I mean, it's, aside from being part of our family at News Talk 1010, you are uh, a family that has had extensive experience with the hospital for sick kids um, at the risk of using an Oprah expression. How did that journey begin? <laughs> well, you know, our story is a little bit different, John, than a lot of families. I, I know so many folks we're going to talk to over the course of, of today for the Radiothon will have had a diagnosis or born with a condition and they go into the hospital and they get treated. Miller was born at 34 weeks, so quite a tiny little girl and uh, a lot of uh, both physical and developmental challenges. And so our journey has been uh, not exactly like everyone else's, as I said, we've, we have been in and out of sick kids for such a variety of issues, probably all connected to her prematurity, but we have run the gamut, John, from uh, neurology to neurosurgery, to plastic surgery, to rheumatology, to cardiology. It just, it goes on and on and on. Uh, we had three significant times though at sick kids and the first uh, was when Miller was three and a half and she developed uh, essentially a, a brain disorder that her immune system was attacking the brain. So she and I spent 28 days living at sick kids. She laughs now. Um, 
and uh, and that was our really first traumatic experience with Miller's health, uh, other than when she was born. Uh, and in an odd way, we look back on that uh, somewhat fondly. Miller developed the 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 phrase Miller's Hospital when we drive by still to this day. And then uh, we were also back in Miller uh, has apraxia, which is a speech disorder. And the plastic surgery department did an amazing surgery on her throat where they skin grafted from the inside and, and basically put an extra flap in so that Miller can now talk, which she couldn't do before. And then just a year ago, we had another bout this time with cardiology. And thankfully we were just there for what, a week, Miller? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're in and out all the time. Um, it, it really is. Uh, I, and I know others will say this throughout the course of today. It's our home away from home. You wish you didn't have that second home. My God, it is really good. It's there. Miller, can I ask you what you like about the hospital for sick kids? What I like about the sick kids is that I love how kind the doctors and nurses are. I love how I love that I can order from the menu, <laughs> and I love that my mom can stay with me in my room. That's a nice aspect. And actually, Deb, that's kind of a note that I keep coming back to, which is most medicine is directed entirely around the patient. And the hospital for sick kids is about trying to include the entire family, and not just in the medical aspects of it, but trying to allow families to be families. Yeah, I will say uh, when we were in just over a year ago and we're still in the COVID phase, not having uh, Miller's dad be able to visit or her sister to come in as we had been used to was a shock because you're absolutely right, John, they they embrace everybody. And and when one of you is a patient at Sick Kids, you are all part of that Sick Kids family. So we really noticed it, didn't we, Miller? Yeah. Yeah, so it was just Miller and Mom this time. We didn't have we didn't have extra support, but we had all the support in the world from the doctors and the nurses and and the full team there. And I know because I've been talking with your mom and dad, Miller, that you've been fundraising for the hospital for sick kids. Yeah. Why why do you think that's important? Why do you like fundraising for the hospital? It's my second home. I did a school project on sick kids. I know how old it is, and I also know there's many technology. That can help people like me. How old is Sick Kids? Do you remember from your project? 18. It was built in 1875. 1875. It was. I know. And actually, part of the building that it is now, I always, it's a ritual for me, actually, Deb and Miller, to attend the fundraiser by going in through the old exit. And you've probably seen it. There's stained glass and statues, and it's all about this hospital's history. But, Deb, if I can ask you why you think um, this next chapter is so important, because we're building basically a brand new hospital. Yeah, I mean, as wonderful as it is and as cozy and comfortable as it is, it's old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I look at kids in the future that, that may have some of Miller's issues and the research, you know, is just so important. And it's just something that we are fortunate that we have a hospital that, that researchers will come together and, and do the work that needs to be done so that, you know, a, a child like Miller, the journey maybe isn't as difficult as it's been for us going forward. Thank you so much for this. It was nice to meet you, Miller. And Deb, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. That's uh, Deb Hutton and uh, Miller 
Hutton. You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.